All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey, live every weekday at noon Eastern. Welcome in. It's Tuesday, March 21st. I'm Tyler Yurumchuk. He is our Daily Faceoff analyst, Mike McKenna, and this is Daily Faceoff Live streaming to you live on the Daily Faceoff YouTube channel. If you're in there, if you're in the chat right now live, drop us an inbox question for later in the show as well. We're going to get to that in about 20 minutes. We're going to have Jason Greger stop by to talk some Edmonton Oilers. But there's a lot for us to get to today, Mike. Another really interesting night in the NHL last night. It was. No surprise. It just keeps on rolling. You get closer to playoff time, Tyler, and wild stuff's happening. we got a couple of those topics to hit on here in the next couple of minutes. Yeah, so let's throw two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock and jump right into it. We talked yesterday on the show about the amount of teams on the Sunday slate that put up seven goals or more and how crazy that was. Well, the LA Kings, they got in on the fun as well. Popping home eight against the Calgary Flames, four in the first period as well as Jacob Markstrom was chased from the crease eventually after allowing six of those eight goals. The LA Kings, Mike, are starting to look like an absolute wagon are you prepared to maybe call them the best team in the pacific division well are they the best team in the nhl right now i think it's worth asking that when you look back to january 21st tyler who's the best team based on record it's the los angeles kings 16 4 and 4 okay like it doesn't lie i understand i don't care how bad you want to call the western conference of the nhl like it's not bad you're still facing nhl teams and since the trade deadline they've only been better they haven't lost since then 6-0-2 gavrikov they picked him up at the deadline four points plus seven nine games corpusalo he's 3-0-1 to the 921 save percentage like the stats are there 
but the intangibles to this is that the Los Angeles Kings defend Tyler. Like they're that's that's core to them. They're still winning with Copley and Ned as well. And look at their top two centermen, Kopitar and Dano. Name a one-two punch in the NHL that's better than those two in 200-foot players. Yeah. Okay, centermen, right? Defensively and offensively. And here's the intangible that I've loved lately, Tyler. Quentin Byfield. Okay. He's been, he's a centerman, right? Well, yep. they switched him over to play wing. He's up because Kevin Fiala has been out for the last five games and Byfield's producing. He's got eight assists in 10 games. He looks comfortable. He looks confident. This team is deep, Tyler. They're running out defense at top six D. They even have D out of the lineup right now. Dursey's out of the lineup. So it's, it allows Gavrikov to play top four. Maybe he slides back a little bit when Dursey comes in, but this team can defend. They can score. They're really balanced, Tyler. They could be the dark horse out of the West. Yeah, they very well could be. And I was just looking in the chat. We have some Oilers fans saying, you know, they're scared of the LA Kings come playoff time. And you absolutely should be. Whoever gets them in round one, I think, should be sitting there going, boy, it could be a quick exit for us because they look so solid. And the other thing as well, and this hurt them last year, they're healthy right now. And if that stays the same way, Man, I could easily see this Kings team going on a deep run. Quickly, before we move on, let's flip this. The Calgary Flames had a chance to move within two points of the final playoff spot in the Western Conference, and they fell flat on their face, Mike. That is a real yeah. gut punch for Calgary. It is, and this is just on brand for Calgary. You know, it's two steps forward, two steps back, three steps back. They've been mid all season, and they've just stayed mid. Like, they can't get a run together when they need it. So it's going to be tough sledding. 11 games left for Calgary, and, and they're too far out, me, and they're four points out. And, Cal and Nashville still has games in hand on even Calgary. Yeah. So we'll see, dude. It's going to take the Jets or somebody else falling out, I think, for Calgary to have a shot. Nashville in action tonight as well as we have another interesting slate in the NHL but sticking with last night's hockey games Dylan Ferguson plays spoiler it was his second career appearance in the NHL his first career start but his first appearance was actually back on November 14th of 2017 when he it was kind of an emergency situation he got called up from Kamloops that was right when the Vegas Golden Knights uh, were dealing with all their goalie issues that first year in the league but he had a relief appearance in Edmonton he only faced two shots he was only in the net for about nine minutes well, 1,953 days later, Dylan Ferguson makes his return to an NHL crease. And how about this stat line? Stopping 48 of 49, nine high danger saves. I love that stat as well. He was lights out in the Senators' win over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Mike McKenna, you're a former NHL goalie. Take it away. Give some love to Dylan Ferguson. Oh, this is amazing, man. And I kind of feel some parallels to my own career. I had a cameo appearance appearance before I made my first start, and it was against the Pittsburgh Penguins as well. Uh, and I do appreciate that the Senators, for the most part, kept shots to the outside for Ferguson, but like he's had to grind, man. Like He spent three years in the Vegas Golden Knights organization and played 16 AHL games. That's it, okay? For whatever reason, whether you're hurt, up, down, doesn't matter. That's what he got. So this year he's cast off. Uh, and he ends up going to the Marlies, plays five games in the A. Then he ends up in Belleville, plays six games, lights out, five and one for them. And he signs another NHL contract on March 2nd. He didn't start the year on one, Tyler. And, wow. you know, this is a guy who did win an ECHL championship two years ago at the Fort Wayne Comets. Okay, he's produced. He's just needed the right opportunity. I think he's gotten that a little bit in Belleville. We'll see how it continues. But it was right place, right time. I'll tell you this little story. 
when I got to Vegas, uh, I guess four years ago now, I was right out of the game. I needed a goalie union dinner. So I called up the minor league goalies of the Golden Knights. Garrett Sparks, Dylan Ferguson, Malcolm Subban, we all went for dinner. All four of us are out of the Vegas Golden Knights organization now. Um, but you look at Ferguson, and he was really young then. He was just 20. And really nice kid, and I'm really happy for him because you don't always get second chances. And good on the Ottawa Senators for giving that to him. Right, he played his way into this. Yeah. Even in a short span, Tyler, he deserved this opportunity, and he's going to get more of it. Yeah, uh, what a night that was, and now his name kind of up there in the history books as well. When you look at number of saves in a first career start, right behind Manny Legacy and Laurent Brassois in Edmonton, uh, Kevin Mandelis, another Senators goalie who made an appearance this, this year, year. <laughs> and is up on that list as well. Uh, again, we'll flip this topic very quickly. The Pittsburgh Penguins, Mike, now four, five, and one yeah. in their last ten. They are barely hanging on in that Eastern Conference race, which is crazy because a week ago they looked comfortably in. Are you concerned? Scale of 1 to 10, how concerned should the Penguins be? Um, I'm, I'm definitely at a 7, 6.5, 7 now. I, I just yeah. They have a tendency to be streaky, Tyler. And if they can get on a streak again, I feel better about it. But it's starting to slip. It's happening too often there. Yeah. Uh, worrying times in Pittsburgh. If you opened up Twitter today at all as a hockey fan, then you would see a lot of just really calm, measured reactions to the news that the NHL has its new jersey partner. The deal with Adidas runs out at the end of this current season, and the league announcing today they've agreed with Fanatics on a 10-year deal to be the exclusive on-ice uniform and supplier of authentic jerseys, both retail and on ice as well. Uh, this is met was met with a lot of pushback fans are not pleased about this at all the general sense around fanatics and this has been the case since they've been kind of partnered with adidas they make the cheaper alternatives for the jerseys the quality is not great as well some people have pushed back on the idea that fanatics has in a way started to monopolize the nhl apparel game and that's probably going to take a bigger step or this leads to a bigger step towards that with a 10-year deal now people are not happy the PR of this is not good at all. And when you look at other major sports leagues, Mike, MLB, NFL, NBA, and they all have Nike and Jordan and all these big brands supplying their merchandise for the NHL to have fanatics. I, I can't tell if I'm making too big of a deal out of this or if this really is kind of like a minor league moment for the NHL. I don't think you are at all, Tyler, because this is one of those like under the cover surface topics that to me is a big deal, like fanatics. Okay, like that's not the same as Nike, right? It yeah. just seems Mickey Mouse. It seems minor league. There's no way around it. And I think about the players who are probably going fanatics. Uh, what? Don't they make mm -hmm. replica jerseys? Like I guarantee the players are thinking like, these things better be decent quality. You know, <laughs> like the Adidas jerseys, they were a step forward. They're they're breathable, they're flexible, they work pretty well. Uh, mixed bag previous to that, but at least Adidas carried some weight. and. I think more than anything, Tyler, no matter how much money the NHL is bringing in in terms of revenue, it does show that it's still, at least in the United States and across the board, a second tier niche sport. Because you did, this is what this means. You didn't get a bid from Nike or Reebok yeah. or Adidas or any of these big companies. You had to go to the second class, which is a replica apparel company, and you hope it works out. So we'll see how it goes. I'm sure it'll be eventually fine, but man, it, it sure wasn't going over well on social today and i don't think it will amongst a lot of fans or players 
No, and I did want to highlight this tweet from Vincent Duquette of TVA, and he did say uh, the jerseys will be made by SP Apparel near Montreal, same company that made the previous jerseys for Adidas and Reebok, so the quality should remain the same for the players, that is. But I think what a lot of fans are kind of upset about is, is this going to hurt their ability to get the same jersey mm -hmm. the players are wearing? Is what they buy in a store going to be a cheaper quality? And the other thing, like, yes... Fanatics is a big, big player in the sports merchandise, sports apparel game. But there was something about when it's Nike or when it's Adidas, you're on their website, right? You're getting that push yep. from their branding. And it's branding and that a little bit now, right? Yep, you're bang on, man. That's right. That's why, like, in, in racing, right, an engine supplier needs to be Chevy or Ford. It can't just be some guy in his backroom closet. Hey, I've got a Cosworth engine. Who knows who Cosworth is? You know who Ford is. It's similar to that, Tyler. Yeah. Uh, let's wrap this up with a little awards talk here. You know, less than a month to go in the regular season. But what's interesting, and you know I'm a guy who pays attention to the betting odds, courtesy of our friends at Points Bet Canada, the Hart Trophy, not a race. Vesna, not a race. The Calder, not really a race. The spot where the odds are the closest is actually in the Norris. Eric Carlson scored twice last night against the Edmonton Oilers. He is clearly at the top of this thing. He's running away with the defensive scoring race as well. I'll ask you a two-parter here, Mike McKenna. Is Eric Carlson at the top of your ballot? Is he a lock to win this award? And who else do you think is kind of in contention? Here's the hard part. I can't figure out who's at the top of my ballot. I don't think I'm alone with this, Tyler. Like, you can't deny what Carlson's done. 87 points in 71 games. He's scoring. Is, I mean, on a team that's terrible, um, being dash 14 is not really even that bad. But he's kind of the only guy in San Jose. I totally appreciate everything he's done. But it's still hard to win a Norris if you're not on a playoff team. I understand Adam Fox did it recently with the Rangers. Um, so here's, I think Carlson's going to win the Norris, but I think this vote's going to be really close. That's my takeaway from it. Because when you go beyond him, look at this, look at our board here. Like there's a half dozen guys that are going to get a lot of votes here, man. Josh Morrissey's going to get votes. Dougie Hamilton will as well. I mean, you can even go on people that aren't on this. I bet Charlie McAvoy gets a bunch of votes. Okay. So I don't know, Tyler. I just think that Carlson, if you ask me, is the most valuable defenseman to his team, but is he the most well-rounded? I don't even have an answer for that, right? Is it Adam Fox? Is it Kale McCarr? I think those are still the two best in the game. But I don't think they're having years that are going to take the award home this year. Maybe McCarr, but he's missed hockey this season. I don't know, Tyler. What about you? Yeah, I'm torn on this one as well. Like, I'm a big fan of what Josh Morrissey has been able to do in Winnipeg because you talk about that kind of two-way game. And... I, I, Kale McCarr's missed hockey. I think that probably takes him out of it. When I look at awards like the Norris and the Hart and, and even the Calder to some extent, I do put value on games played and kind of playing the full season because it is just a season-long award. I think there's more value in that. Adam Fox has been electric as always, but he might be the product of, okay, we know what Adam Fox is all about. Josh Morrissey's name has a bit more sizzle in this debate because he kind of you know, took a big step to get to this level. And it feels like, you know, we always value that a little bit more in these awards. I feel like Carlton will still end up winning it though, Mike, just because a lot of yeah. people, even if they, like you say, okay, he wasn't great. He maybe isn't the best in his own end. I don't feel comfortable putting him at one for this defenseman award, but I'll put him at number two. And then the top could be split between the McCars and the Morrisseys. Like Carlson might just win because of how people structure their ballots. I agree with you. I, like I say, I, I think he takes it home. And realistically, he probably should. We're, we're trying to find excuses yeah. for 
Carlson not to win. But I think this vote's going to be close. I cannot wait to see the full ballots on this one, Tyler. This will be, of all the major awards, this is the one I'm going to fine tooth comb because I think it'll say a lot. Yeah, I think a lot of people are with you. They got Allmark, they got Beneers, they got McDavid written in uh, in Sharpie ink at number one for the other ones, but this Norris one may be still up in the air. Uh, we started the show talking about the Kings and the Flames a bit. Let's keep the Pacific Division talk rolling with Jason Greger from Oilers Nation and TSN 1260. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The All-32 here on Daily Faceoff Live. Jason Greger is also one half of the DFO Rundown podcast. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Jason, Oilers GM Ken Holland made a big splash right around the deadline going out and getting Matias Ekholm. And the early returns have been pretty, pretty good. Take us through the impact Ekholm has had uh, on the Oilers' blue line. Well, I think the biggest surprise impact is did anybody expect him to be almost a point-of-game player? Probably not. Like... I don't care that his second goal last night, a clapper from under or below the dots, top shelf. Are you kidding me? That's one of the greatest goals I've seen in a long time. Like Ekholm has been a force defensively is exactly what they wanted. But I think his offensive impact, and I always thought he was a good passer. He said it himself last night. Hey, I've only had to, that's my second uh, two goal game. So don't expect a lot of goals, but you know what? Uh, both those goals were, were nice goals in tight down low. I think he's added a lot to this team, but uh, him and Darnell Nurse, you can have two of those guys on the ice for basically 45, 47 minutes of the game, if you like, and that's a huge advantage for Edmonton. Um, you know, it makes their defense core infinitely bigger, which is what they needed. He's He's been a massive addition. Like, I, I don't think the point production is going to continue long-term, but it's been great early on. Yeah, I'm with you on that, Jason. Like, I watched Ekholm a lot, especially being around the Central, and he shoots the puck better than people realize. It's just that Yossi was always the guy with the puck on his blade in Nashville. So an underrated, under 
rated part of his game that I think we're seeing. Um, I want to talk about Nick Bukestad a bit, though, somebody who I'm a big fan of, played with him for a while um, in the Florida organization, and he was picked up at the deadline by the Oilers, and the results have been pretty good. Three goals and an assist in the nine games he's played, but it's also really factored high on the PK for the Oilers, which I like. So I'm curious how, one, you assess Bukestad, but also where you see him slotting and how that bottom six of the Oilers starts to shake out heading towards the Stanley Cup playoffs. Well, the other thing that Bukestad's really added is key face-off wins in the defensive yeah. zone late in games. Like that, I, like people will look at overall face-off percentage, and sure, I like to focus in on timely draws. And man, like that Boston game they won on the road, he beat Bergeron twice in the last minute. Like Bergeron's one of the best face-off guys in the league. So, you know, Bukestad, he was scoring well in Arizona, and all of his numbers, his underlying numbers in Arizona were good on, on a bad team. And so that's just continued in Edmonton. I, I think it really solidifies their third line center spots and when ryan mcleod comes back you know what uh, if, if he's your fourth line center you got pretty good depth he'll obviously be on the penalty kill and edmonton you need guys to kill penalties in your bottom six and you know when you put bugstad and you throw in nurse and ekholm and uh, deharney out there like the the reach between the four of them is ridiculous now i know there's only two of the defensemen on at once but you know bugstad's added a lot because it's going to take some pressure off of dry saddle not having to take as many face-offs as he does and and I think that can help guys in playoff times. Faceoffs are taxing, Mike, as you know. Like when you get mm -hmm. into key draws, man, guys are really exerting themselves. So I think that's a small thing he's added. But you know, the scoring depth for Edmonton is has been unreal since January first. Like the depth guys have been great, and it continued again last night. Jason, when you look at last year and the way they made that run to the Western Conference Finals, I mean, McDavid and Drysaddle produced like crazy in the playoffs. Evander Kane was a goal per game, but you mentioned the scoring depth this year. That combined with the presence of Ekholm, would you say the Oilers are built for a or better built for a deep run this year than maybe they even were last year? Oh, I, I think no question. Edmonton's a much deeper team than they were last year. Also, if Drysaddle and Nurse are healthy, that in itself is going to make them better. But and I was a huge fan of Duncan Keith. You know, his career is a Hall of Famer. But Ekholm this year in the playoffs, I think it has a better chance to be more impactful. Evan Bouchard's a, a year older. Um, you know, the, the one issue still is, you know, the third pair right defense, whether it's Broberg or DeHarnay, you know, you got some inexperience there. So that that is a concern. But overall, like Matthias Janmark has has added lots of this team. You know, Clint Costin specifically a role of a physical player brings a lot of energy. I'm not sold that he'll 100% be in the lineup every night though come playoff time. And that's a good problem to have for Edmonton. But I think their overall depth on this team is better. And I think the minutes that you're going to see in the playoffs from the bottom six this year is going to be higher, which means you won't have to tax your top five forwards as much as they did last year. Quickly, uh, before we let you go, I wanted to pick your brain a little bit on the Pacific Division. There have only been three teams in the NHL who have accumulated 16 points in the month of March. It's the Oilers, the Golden Knights, and the LA Kings. It feels like all those teams are starting to play some really good hockey. Is there one that maybe stands out from the pack, maybe in a positive or a negative way? Like one that you view as above the rest, or maybe one that's below the other two? Well, I still have concerns about... Um... You know, who's going to be the goaltender in Vegas, right? They, they got a lot of options, but uh, who's going to stay healthy? You know, I'm not, I'm, stop, I'm not sold on Jonathan Quick. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but I'm just not sold that, that Quick's going to necessarily be the answer for them. Um, you know, Edmonton has the, the high-end offense that none of those teams can match, but they're not as sound defensively as those teams. Um, you know, Stuart Skinner come playoff time is going to be the guy for the orders. I think that's abundantly clear. Um, last night, just put another exclamation point on that. But, you know, I, there's no there's no easy out there. I, I do think finishing first will be a big advantage 
because that team's not going to have to face the other two. And, and that in itself might be uh, the big one because Seattle, I take Seattle all day. If I'm the Pacific team, like I don't think any of these teams are going to rest guys down the stretch because finishing first means you avoid those other two. And I think that's a huge advantage. Great stuff, Gregor. Can't wait for uh, the next episode of The Rundown, which will drop next Monday. Appreciate your time. Thanks. Anytime, boys. Have a good one. Moving along to our daily face-off inbox question, hashtag AskDFO. Mike, we were talking about jerseys in that third segment and Fanatics getting it. So this is a bit of a throwback question. What was the first jersey you got as a kid or maybe a favorite jersey you had as a kid? Oh, this is a very fan-oriented question, right? Who, What replica mm -hmm. jersey did you have? I only had one my whole life. And I'm looking around in my office here to see if I have it. And I don't think I do, and I should. And it was a Pat Bonsky replica jersey from the Tampa Bay Lightning. And ironically enough, when I ended up suiting up for the Tampa Bay Lightning, my first NHL team, I got to meet Pat Jablonski. So that was pretty cool. I just wish I would have had the jersey there so he could have signed it. It was like, it's like a kid's size large. I don't think I can get it yeah. anymore. <laughs> Uh, I love that. Uh, for me, I think the first jersey I ever got was that, and they brought it back this year, but that Oilers oil drop mechanical thing. And I remember Ugh. loving that one. Uh, I, I hated that, that one. one. <laughs> I'm yeah, glad you liked I mean, it. I don't love the, the one they brought back this year either, but I remember that was the first jersey I, uh, I had as a kid. Uh, let's move along to our daily bets for the day, courtesy of our friends at Points Bet Canada. Up 1.3 units yesterday. The strategy worked. I took the Oilers and the Panthers on the puck line. Panthers hit at a nice plus 135. And then I had that hedge with the Oilers-Panthers money line parlay at even money. That made up for the Oilers' loss. So profit yesterday. Looking to roll that into some success tonight, starting with a matchup between the Nashville Predators and the Buffalo Sabres. Listen, I just don't understand why the Predators are dogs in this hockey game. Nashville has more to play for in this one. They're trying to keep their playoff hopes alive. And listen, they haven't been a great road team this year. They're 17 and 18 straight up. But Buffalo has been a horrible home bet this season. 13 and 22 on the money line on home ice. They've also won just twice in their last 10. And at least the Predators are 500 in their last 10. So I love going with Nashville. They should be starting Saros tonight. Road Dogs plus 135. Give me that all day. My second bet is Columbus taking on Washington. The over feels like a great spot. The payouts minus 115, which I like as well, but I feel like this line should be at seven, not at six and a half. Columbus has given up seven goals in back-to-back -back games, not total. They have allowed seven goals in back-to-back -back games. They've allowed at least four goals in eight straight. They cannot keep the puck out of their net. The Capitals are going with Charlie Lindgren, who's allowed nine goals in his last two games. I think we're going to get a lot of offense. The over has hit in four straight for the Capitals as well. So the over six and a half between Columbus and Washington also taking a stab on the Tarasenko shot prop at plus 125 tonight. So three plays tonight, Nashville money line over between Columbus and Washington and the Tarasenko shot prop. And with that, Mike, we wrap up the show with a little garbage time. What do you got? You know what? I just, I don't like seeing players endanger others that shouldn't be around it. Okay. And this comes from Sunday night. And it's the Blues game where they're playing against the Jets. And Tory Krug just went bananas, man. And the ironic part, it was kids' night. Okay, so oh. imagine having your kid in the building and, and watch you, you know, throw a tantrum in the box like this. So Krug takes a double minor in the first period, 13 minutes in. The Blues are up one nothing. Takes a double minor, gets two minutes for unsportsmanlike, gets a 10, 
Then he gets kicked out for doing this. Now, here's the thing, man. My dad's an office official and he sits in that box sometimes. I know those guys that are in there. And you're, you've got guys in there in their upper 70s. Like, yeah. if that stick breaks Tyler and goes flying back, who knows who it hits or what damage it does? It's reckless. It's totally reckless. And, and I understand heat of the moment. Like, I'm, I'm not saying, like, Krug's a bad guy or anything. Like, I love that he's emotional and passionate. But this is not good. Like, you don't want to hurt somebody in this type of scenario. Do it all you want on the ice. Do it behind closed doors. Do it in the locker room. But don't endanger others. That's my main point. And, like, I, I had people come at me on Twitter with this, and I honestly don't care because if my dad was in that box and he got hurt by that stick, dude, I'd be absolutely beside myself. And you could easily see it happening. Like, Tyler, you know how easy these sticks break if you're smashing them around like that. So I, I just – this is a bad look for a player, and it's dangerous. Like like I say, man, I'm all for emotion and passion in the game, but don't do it with innocent bystanders around because those guys have to be in the box. Like, they got to do a job there, and you don't yeah. want to put them in harm's way. And also, I mean, you're already in the box, man. It's not like the ref is going to see you freak out and be like, you know what? Tori's right. He doesn't deserve the double minor. It just, you're right. I think it's childish is all it is. And I agree. I love the passion, but there's certainly a better time and a place for it. So well said by you, Mike McKenna. Uh, shout out to everyone in the YouTube chat who is uh, talking about their jerseys and things like that. Very active today. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on the Daily Face Off YouTube before you head out. Thanks for tuning into the show today. Myself and Mike McKenna will be right back here tomorrow at noon Eastern time to talk about what should be an exciting night in the NHL. So we'll see you then. Keep it locked on dailyfaceoff.com in the meantime and enjoy the games tonight. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.